welcome back to the Good Bad Real Estate Podcast. My name is Jar Vera, one of the hosts, and I'm here with my new hair did co-host. Sasha Hernandez. And for those of you who are just listening to us on the podcast, if you go down to your show notes, you'll see a YouTube link and where you can watch the video of us recording this on Zoom. So check it out when you have some time. If you want to get to know us a little better and see us face to face, sometimes I know the going through this just audio can be a little bit impersonal, but that's okay. We're here, we're in your pocket and you're listening, which is great. Um, Sasha, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, so, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, listings in this market and any market, um, well, except the craziness that happened before, but typically listings are a pain to get. They really are. You really got to put yourself out there. And, um, I I work a lot with buyers. That's that's my niche. I like first time home buyers. Those are my people. Um, but you've had some pretty good stories for listings. You've had pretty successful ones, have you not? Oh yeah. But so here's the thing. Ever since I got into real estate, and I'm sure you might have heard this already before, this is like the cliche saying that you need listings to last. Like this industry, you need listings to last. And there's so many different pieces that come along with that, which is why I put a lot of focus of my business around listings. And it's not that I don't work with buyers. I love working with my buyers, but there's definitely some pros to doing some listings. And you did mention that last year, or even in this market, listings are hard to get. Mm -hmm. I would really say that it falls on a skill set that you develop over time. And let me tell you, the skill set that you needed for listings and working with sellers last year is totally different than the listing skill set you need this year, right? The market. Well, last year, you barely needed any skill set at all. Right. Exactly. Just flying off the market just because it came on the market. Well, you (laughs) said you were an amateur, be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you said you were working with buyers. So you can only imagine how working with buyers then is different from working with buyers now with the interest rates the way they are. Right. So it's like our business is kind of continuously changing and we're always going flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that it's more difficult. It's just, we need to adapt as agents to accommodate, you know, the new, the new norm from what we're looking at. So I still stand by, (laughs) I like my buyers. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's fine. But have you, let me ask you this. Have you, how often have you done listings? Don't laugh, y'all. I've had two. Two big ones. Well, tell me about that or tell us all about it. (laughs) Like, was it something that happened that you were kind of just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm done with listings. I'm going to stick to my buyers. Like, well, I mean, it wasn't like, wasn't a major thing, but okay. So I had a client who was out of country. Okay. He was from Canada and he had a vacation, um, like a little vacation apartment here in the States, here in Florida. So I do taxes as well. So he's one of my tax clients. Okay. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll take your listing on and I'll do what I got to do. First listing ever. Okay. And, um, hold on, hold on. Did you even have to do a listing presentation? No. Okay. He said, I don't want it. Take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that works. I got gotcha. you. That, that's I'm an easy it. listing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need a realtor. And I was like, oh, 
that's me. <laughs> I'm a realtor too. <laughs> Don't be a secret agent. Yeah. So I took it on awesome. and really excited, right? You know, first listing ever. I need a sign, find that term, come to find out I don't need a sign because there I wasn't allowed to have signs. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm going through my little checklist of everything I need to buy, right? So I get professional photos then. I'm mm. really excited. And this is a vacation area. So I had requested that week off from vacation rentals so that we can get it prepared and do all the listing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So on the day of the photos, I go and pretty self-confident in the fact that nobody's going to be there because, you know, I requested the time. I opened the door with the photographer and my daughter, okay, because she was with me. I opened the door and there is a guy there in his birthday suit. And I'm just like, I freak out. I like... <laughs> scream the whole you know television commercial ah, type thing yeah that was me and I like slammed the door quickly and I look at the the photographer and I'm like um I'm sorry I don't know who that is <laughs> and I like cover my daughter's eyes I'm like don't look don't look that was terrifying oh so I, I, this time I knock because normally I like I don't knock why would I knock I know nobody's in there right yeah and I go in and he, I, luckily he puts on a robe and he's like, hi, you know, we do that. Like, Hey, who are you type thing? And I was like, well, nobody was supposed to be here. And he was like, oh, well, they like rented it to me last night. Oh yeah, really? They did the day. <laughs> mm. Okay. And he's like, I'm making some eggs and sausage. Do you want to come in? And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I just saw more than enough sausage than I ever want to see in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, thank you ever so much, <laughs> but we, we will be right back. <laughs> Let us know when you check out. <laughs> Dude, like, so needless to say, I, I we did get it sold within awesome. two weeks. I got it sold okay. to another agent who wanted a vacation. So it ended up working well and we did what we had to do, but Lord have mercy. Yeah. I learned from that experience alone to always knock even if it's my own listing yeah even if you're 110 percent sure that it's supposed to be vacant always knock that was my oh. one takeaway oh uh, okay okay well <laughs> i don't think i can beat that okay walking into that but i will say you be the judge of this i had a listing that was vacant and i walk in because it was supposed to be empty and there's a meth lab <laughs> and I get chased out of the house by two guys who looked like they were on the meth. Okay. Oh my God. And scary I, I, though. You know, I, I run out, I get it. I get in my car and I leave and I call the police. I call the owner and let them know, like, do you know what's happening? And he's like, I haven't been in town in over a year. I haven't been in the house. And I like, well, someone's broken into your house and they have a meth lab going on. The police come. You know what the police tells me? They tell what? me, good thing you got away. And I said, what do you mean? And they're like, these people are known 
to go after you and hurt you because they don't want you to ruin their operation. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is like like a an entire kind of like oh my God. organization happening over here. Kind of like a whole underground thing. Oh yeah. my God. And, so I'm I glad you got away because I probably wouldn't have. I would have probably dropped the keys. I would have like everything that could have happened would have happened. Like, yeah. Oh I mean, they God. it got really intense. Like we had to pause all of the listing stuff because now, you know, the police were involved. They had to question the owner, make sure that he wasn't in somewhat involved because it was happening on his property. There was still a mortgage on the property. So he was afraid that it would get back to the mortgage company and they would do something because he shouldn't have abandoned his property for a certain amount of time. So all these different pieces came oh into God. play. So it was a huge delay. End of the story of that, it was about six to seven months later, they were able to go in, they professionally cleaned the home, we got pictures taken, it luckily did not make it to like headlines in the newspaper in town. Because did you believe been... that? Oh my God. I, 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 I didn't know what I was walking into. I, I had the same reaction you had. I walked in and I was just like, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. And no one should even be here because I just spoke to the owner yesterday and told me it's vacant. So it had some squatters up in there. Yeah. Oh, there were more than squatters. Let me say mm. when, the, when they started running after me, I was like, okay, my life's in danger. I should run also. <laughs> like no one's Thank running God, up you go to, to me the for gym. no reason. <laughs> right. So I was like, I probably shouldn't be here. Crazy, crazy. And I'm sure like realtors have those encounters all the time. I mean, I've, I've had listings where, it was it was a it was a tenant in the property and they weren't supposed to be there. They were supposed to be out already. And I walk in, same thing. I walk in on them having dinner or laying on the couch and they're looking at me. And we have that awkward moment where we're staring at each other, like, are you an intruder? Like they're looking at me, like, am I breaking in? I'm like, I have a key <laughs> from the owner. Like, this is the right if house. I'm not right? supposed to be here, or if you're not supposed to be here. So oh definitely God. interesting. But you know what it is, is that when we talk about these sellers and we talk about just kind of working the, the the process of listing a home, there's all these different skill sets that we need, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And it always, like, I know you like buyers, right? But I always look at it like it's mental, mental power working with sellers and it's physical labor working with buyers. Because with buyers... You're driving around, you know, you're, you're doing your research, you're, you're physically going in and out, not saying you don't do that with listings, but listings are a little bit more of getting your sellers in the right mindset so that they feel comfortable to sell. They mm -hmm. know what's coming their way. And if they're living in the property, it adds a whole nother layer of that. So it's true. I, I like buyers because of that. I like the interaction I like the getting to know, building up a relationship. Well, you can still do that with a seller. I know, but for <laughs> some reason, I feel like we have less together time. Mm, that is very you know? true. That is true. That is true. However, mm. however, this is when the light bulb turned on for me. And I said, okay, I got to do more listings. Okay. I was working with buyers and I was working with five buyers at the same time. Do you know how hard it is to work with five buyers at the same time with scheduling different properties, 
what each of them want independently, you doing your research, right? Finding the homes for them, putting in offers, keeping traffic of inspection time, which is totally fine. It's still doable, right? We have systems in place to do that, that make our life easier nowadays. But with a listing, I feel like I can handle so many more listings because a lot of the, not the legwork, but a lot of that in-depth um, work that goes into it falls before we even go live, right? So before we even go live, we're taking photos, we're doing questionnaires, we're doing our disclosures, we're talking to title companies, we're doing all of that work, right? Between then and then our marketing piece. Then I could just focus on marketing. But when I'm focused on marketing, I'm focusing on open houses, right? I'm doing my open houses. And if I can't do an open house, I can find another agent in my office to do an open house to make yeah. sure that the property gets the exposure. And the other thing is that, I don't know, but I get a lot of buyer leads from my listings. So well, that's true. while I get a lot of like, I see a lot of agents who pay for Zillow and realtor.com and get all these lead sources and they're paying good money. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars sometimes a month to get some of these leads. And these leads can be absolutely free because when you're the listing agent, it goes out into the world, sometimes on thousands of websites. And then with the when, right marketing. With the right marketing, which we and do have here at EXP. Place. Yeah, we do have it here at EXP and they, they do help us a lot to get that exposure out. They will blast it out to all these sites. And when they blast it out to all these sites, it has the listing agents information along with their name and phone number. And most of the time they don't, you know, a buyer doesn't reach out and fills out the little form. They'll yeah. just click on the agent and, and, and contact you directly or the for sale sign in the front. Someone drives by and they call the number right there. Mm -hmm. I, I've gotten so many buyer leads that sometimes I don't work with the buyer, but I pass it along to other agents in my office and I just collect a referral fee. I'm like, I'm working with my seller. I don't want to have a conflict of interest of a dual agency situation, right? Yeah. In Connecticut, it's allowed. And like, I don't want to have that relationship. So I'd rather pass you along to someone else for them to represent your best interests. Cause I have to yeah. represent the seller in this case. So, I mean, like it does, it is a lot more work, but there's a lot more pre-work is what it seems. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you're right. You do all of the work in the front and then you. I feel like I'm sitting here trying to convince you to do more listings. <laughs> you which are. Is not, which is not, which is you not, the, not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to put out a valid point of like why listings are like king in real estate right like we're, well, cre we're creating important. we're creating the inventory we're creating all of that inventory oh. and at the end of the day that out. inventory will come back to you right and it's typical now that <laughs> most agents will get one or two more deals from a listing rather than working with a buyer. I'm not saying that buyers are bad. I love buyers. I'm just saying in a in a long-term commitment to your career, you know, listings are the name of the game. They are. They really are. And you know, they do give you a lot of so to speak free marketing. 
Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry too much about it. Once you have it, you blast it out there. You put up all your systems and then the the buyers do come in. I just, I thrive in chaos. <laughs> I love running around having, okay, now I will say this. Yes. I don't do more than three buyers at a time. I, so, I admire you for that because most agents, and I will admit it, that was the first time I ever worked with five buyers at one time. And I learned my limit. We successfully closed all five, but I, you were burned I, out. I was burned out after that. I knew that around three was my number. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I had, I had buyers who I would tell them I am at full capacity. I can absolutely help you out or I can refer you to someone else that I know who can take you on right away. And they respected yeah. me for that because I, I would tell them all the time, I want to dedicate the time and energy that you deserve. You deserve, exactly. Yeah. So like with that being said, yeah, I would only do three at a time. And you're right. They do respect you for that. They do respect the fact that you are also human and you do have family obligations and things like that. So when you meet your buyers like that, you know, those are your people. And they'll even if they don't work with you, they'll still refer you out to other people because they value and respect the fact that you respect your time. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, mm -hmm. sellers. <laughs> sellers are. I love sellers because my the two people that I had, they were great. You know, they, and we did everything and I did everything top notch for them. And I got them the best deals that I could possibly get them. Awesome. And, you know, they, they do respect that. But the mental work that can really go into that as well. It is. It is. Oh, this is hard. But tell Louisa. me. Yeah. Tell let me, me tell what, you. What, give me, give me a bad one. Cause you have all these good ones. <laughs> Look at you. It's interesting. I was just about to transition over to tell you about a bad one because, okay. and I wouldn't say it was a bad one. I would just say it's a, it was a challenging one. Um, Make me feel better. <laughs> well, let's, let let's, I was working with, this is two separate. Okay. Two separate clients. I had two separate clients, but they were under the same scenario. They were going through a divorce. Mm. Okay. Sticky situation when you're the listing agent, you're dealing with a lot more emotion, right? You know, you like to think home buyers can be emotional. Try being in the middle of two people who are fighting for the one thing that they have that the each of them are trying time. to get the most out of, or or maybe one person doesn't even want to leave to begin with, right? So it, it gets into a sticky situation. So what happened? One, one of my clients, this was one first scenario. Um, we listed the property and after we listed the property, we, we did everything we had to do. We marketed it. We opened house it. We, we got it exposed to all the different, um, marketing channels that we could. And we actually received that home received nine offers. We got nine offers on oh. that house. Yeah, no, the house was beautiful. No, it, it, it was a great turnout, okay? Worked really hard on it. Um, staging was phenomenal. Photos were great. I mean, it, it was it was a great listing. Uh, beautiful home. I, I felt bad that they had to get rid of it. Um, 
And we got those offers. We're sitting at the table. We're getting ready to pick one. We're explain. I'm explaining the pros and cons of each one. They both agree on one. One of them signs. The other one storms out, walks out of the house. Why? It, I think reality just set in. We're like, oh my God, I'm about to sign off on selling my house. Mm. Now I have, in this case, the husband was the one that walked out, stormed out. And the wife is sitting there and just begins to cry. So I'm sitting there trying to console her, putting real estate aside and having a conversation. And she expresses to me how he was already feeling overwhelmed that we had that much interest in the home. And he felt that he had more, (laughs) something even more of value than before. Like now he's appreciating his home even more because now he sees how many people want it. And so I'm like, I totally get it. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm being a human being real estate aside, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And that's that, that comes first and we're having that conversation. And then I, you know, eventually we, I take off, um, two days later, she reaches out to me and tells me he still hasn't come home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he okay? She goes, no, he's reached out to me to let me know he's okay but he hasn't come back home so i'm so she's kind of like i don't know where to go with this we had some offers who already had deadlines who said i we need an answer within 48 hours if not we're pulling our offer which happens to be one of the offers they wanted to accept oh no so eventually she has a conversation with him he accepts the offer comes home and is gonna sign he grabs the paper, him and I start talking. We 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 are human first. So we, we're talking about other things before we even talk about that. And then um, he just tells me, he goes, I don't think I want to do this. And and I and I tell him, I'm like, well, you have a couple different options. I say, you don't have to. Okay. I mean, from my standpoint, you don't have to. I said, you're gonna go through the divorce. Most of the time in a divorce decree, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to tell you, you're going to have, you're going to sell your assets, divide them up or refinance. And I give him his options. Are you able to refinance, buy her out? So you have to keep your home. We go through all those different options. He appreciated the time I spent with him one-on-one so much, but ultimately is set on where he just said, I can't move forward. Mm -hmm. And I totally respected that. They offered to pay me back for all the marketing and all the different, Mm -hmm. you know, all the amount of money that I put into the property. And I said, absolutely not. I don't need a penny of it. Um, I said, I just know that I'm here for you when you, you guys are ready. And even if that means that you guys get are are back together and you don't want to sell the home, I'm still here as your friend, like, remember me. And that was although I didn't get that deal and this is why I said it was challenging. It wasn't a bad story while it was challenging. I got like four deals from their referrals because they knew that at the end of the day, it was like, I was fighting for them and whatever was in their best interest. So I guess the point of that story was that even with a listing, you might hit those emotions. And ultimately, even if you don't get a deal, 
like most of the time they know more people just like buyers do yeah yeah and they usually they usually do and they they're the first people to refer you out oh yeah you know and I mean, it sucks when you got to sell a home because you're getting divorced. I mean, it's already a yucky situation. And the fact that they, they were amicable and they were able to um to get through it, mm-hmm. it, it just means a lot. And that's, that's how our relationship real estate works. That's why, you know, for us, it works so well because we're there not only as their agent, but we're holding their hand through whatever process it is that they're going through. Exactly. So yeah, there's too many. I gotta I gotta say this. I was talking, I was sitting down with for coffee with a with one of my great friends over at First International Title. Not uh, at Starbucks, right? That's our place. That was. I was actually at Starbucks yesterday. <laughs> I was, I was cheated on. You see yeah. this guy? <laughs> I was talking with her with Jolly Walker. She's a branch manager uh, at First International Title. And we were talking about sellers and like the experiences that they were going through. And she was telling me some of the stories. I mean, I, we got to bring her on here because she has some amazing stories of what's happened um, at her closing tables. But I mean, that should be fun. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about sellers just reminds me she brought up a conversation of, you know, about how she's had situations with clients coming to the table, going through a divorce and the wife is there and the husband brings the girlfriend to the closing table and the uncomfortableness and just all those different little pieces, right. That are just, you know, uncomfortable for everyone. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of emotion both on both sides, both buyers and sellers. I totally get it. I just really wanted to like push that, you know, we're in this changing market. And in this changing market, what ultimately survives, whether the market goes up or down, the people who hold the inventory have the most power, right? Because buyers, here's the thing. When I was buying a home, I had a problem with some financing, right? With the mortgage process. And at one point, the mortgage rates were going to go up. And it wasn't that it was a problem. It was a problem for me because I knew real estate. And I said, at this rate, I'm not going to buy. I'm only going to buy if I'm within this this, uh, percentage of interest rate. And my loan officer was amazing. Really good friend of mine, Steve. Um, And, you know, that those are situations where I would tell myself, I don't need, like, I can decide tomorrow as a renter, you know what, I'm just going to keep renting. I don't need to buy, right? You can always make that decision. I can keep renting. It may not be the greatest option for you, right? You still probably spend more than on a mortgage in some cases, but you ultimately just say, I don't need to, I'm not going to, right? Yeah. When a seller needs to sell, most of the time they need to sell, right? Whether it's someone, they they lost their job, they need to relocate, um, they're having a baby, they need more space, um, they have... Their children are off to college. They want to downscale and get something smaller or something is maybe too much upkeep. I had a client who the property was gorgeous, but they were at an age where they say, no, I want to move into a condo. I don't want to worry about the outside, all those different pieces. So there's different reasons why sellers and sellers can tell you, I don't need to sell either, but you're more likely to hit that from a buyer. Yeah. 
I mean, when you're selling a property, it's because a major life event is occurring. Right. Right. When you're buying a property, it's also the same thing. You know, you may need bigger space or things like that. But, you know, it, it is quite an emotional process for a buyer. If it's a buyer who lives in their home and, you know, they got to make that life change. Right. So it's it's a great thing that, you know, we're able to provide those services and that type of relationship real estate to them. Mm-hmm. And to all to all types of buyers, whether or well, not buyers, but clients, whether they're buyers, sellers, investors, things like that, renters, even renters, you know, we we work with everyone and it's a great it's a great feeling. Yeah. You know, when you're able to help them out and do what what you set out to do. Yeah, and, and this is more for whoever's listening. If you're an agent or if you are just someone who owns a home and and is listening in on what's the good, the bad, or what's real in this real estate game is that the company that, that your agent is with or the company that you're with can mean so much and a huge difference to how your property is marketed. I mean, Sasha, you and I just did an open house the other day. Mm -hmm. I I don't like to step on realtors or say that they're doing anything bad, but the there was an open house right across the street from ours <laughs> and i mean the marketing that we had completely blew them out of the water i mean they had very small signs outside and i think we were getting their their traffic their traffic their traffic and was coming to ours it's crazy because you know her company didn't back her up no at all they were they just threw her out there to the wolves and she's a fairly new agent she's an emerging agent and those are the hardest years of of your career when you're an emerging agent like that and you need a company that's gonna say hey i got you this is how we're gonna do this and let's sit together and brainstorm the best way to help you succeed and exp we that's what we do we are agents helping agents and we are so happy for everyone's successes. And, and we celebrate the small successes along the way because even the little ones mean quite a bit to someone who's just starting out. So we did extend, of course, our our help to her. She needed, if anyone came by, we would send them across the street so she can see them as well and try to get her, her listing sold, you know? But look for the company that fits you. And if you guys want any information on EXP, we would be more than happy to sit down with you and go over the things that EXP does and how we can help you out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we had a really good conversation around sellers and listings. Again, this- always knock on doors, guys. Always. <laughs> always knock on them doors. Uh, you never that know what's behind the door. <laughs> behind door number one. Oh God! <laughs> Never know. So, this is available on all the major platforms: Spotify, Apple. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. If you want more information about EXP Realty, or just have questions for us, you want to be a guest on the show because you have a good, bad, a real story to tell our audience. Feel free to reach out to us at podcast at goodbadrealestate dot um, and we'll be sure to reach out back to you. All so, right. 
All right. Well, I'm Joa Rivera with my wonderful Sasha. new hair did co-host. Sasha Hernandez. And we'll see you next time. Bye.